Mithrigan. Yeah, Mithrigan. The, the new one. Yeah, the, have you seen that? The trailer where it's like the doll. It's called Megan. But it's, <laughs> Megan? Yeah, it's like the horror movie with the doll. Yeah, let's see the trailer for Megan. Mithrigan. Well, no, it's 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 M three G A N because it's like an AI doll. Oh, I yeah. get it. So, like, when you read it out, it's Mithrigan, but like, it's just Mithrigan. called it's just called Megan. Oh my gosh, Mithrigan sounds like what you would call um like a an Irish robot. Oh, that's Mithrigan. Ah, Mithrigan. I mean, she kind of was. Zero one one zero one Beth Regan. She looked like she could have been of Irish descent. Well, she had blonde hair, probably more Polish, but it was good. It was actually a good, it was a, it's by the same director and writer as Malignant, James Wan, and, and Insidious. And all Ooh, that. Malignant and Insidious were both really good movies. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, he also did your favorite, Conjuring. Oh, still, yeah, my favorite. We we saw that in theaters together when I it think came that's out, and why, uh, both of us were scared. Yeah, I think that's why it's one of our favorites, right? Because, like, it was that movie theater experience. That's why Megan was so fun, too, because everyone in the theater was into it, you know? Oh, yeah, it's it's great when a movie can, can get you so immersed that, again, you almost forget that you're watching a movie, and you're like, holy... Because for me, what it was in The Conjuring especially was when you looked at the wardrobe, and it panned up. And there wasn't any loud noises. There wasn't any music. Um, but you pan up and you see the witch, like demon, whatever, above the wardrobe. And it's just like two seconds of you just staring at it before it like kind of close ups in. And that just like got to me. Yeah. That's what they did in Insidious, too. Remember that scene when the mother comes up the stairs after the, the child? like monitors going off and you kind of look into the room and the guy is behind the curtain above the, the baby, but you, it doesn't yep. make any sound. It waits a couple seconds and then it does the sting. It, it's like you see it. Yeah, it's and the then whole, it's like, like you're watching it kind of paused in fear with them because again, there is no. Yeah. Like the second it comes on the camera, like fucking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what else makes you feel really immersed and like you're in the moment? What? The sixth episode of the Neon Valley Podcast. You can check us out at neonvalleypodcast.com. That, don't go there. That doesn't yeah, actually, exist. Actually, you know what? Do go there. Thanks for watching. This has been the fifth episode. Everyone go now. Oh, shit. Did I just burn <laughs> my cord? No, okay. We're good. All right. I'm not going to lie. I want to take one dab before, <laughs> before we officially start this. All right, but I like it. <laughs> I already have it heated up. I'm <laughs> just waiting for it to cool down a little bit. All right, so I'm glad you saw The Glass Onion. I don't want to hear uh, any of your thoughts. I've actually seen two movies since we've last done our podcast in theaters. Um, in theaters? You're yeah. a wild son of a bitch. Well, it's like $800. You, dude, no. You know what's... And this is not a sponsor, but the Regal Unlimited is only... Cinema Club. Yeah, it's only $19 a month, and you can literally see a movie whenever you want. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Because tickets, Is it for one person? Yes. But if you add on a ticket, you get a discount, and then you get a 10% discount for, like, concession and snacks and all that stuff. <laughs> you just go there on days you're not watching movies just to get popcorn just because you can. Yeah, do literally, and they always give out free stuff. Like I have a free thing for like a small popcorn on my like next time I go I can just redeem it at the nice. counter. No, it's pretty sweet. It's a Whatever it's a good the next deal. Sonic movie is. 
Yeah, yeah, right. Well, it also gives me an excuse to go to the movies because it's like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just go see a movie. You know, like mine is also well. true. Um, because yeah, tickets are like, especially after matinee, like whatever, five six p.m. The tickets are like fifteen sixteen dollars now. So eighteen dollars a month, it's basically just one ticket price. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, as long as you see a movie a month, you're getting your money's worth. I see what you're doing, movie theaters. I support it. It's going to be a fun episode out the gate. I can already tell. We do have some good questions. <laughs> yep. Um, I asked for oh, some there, questions. Oh, there's some really great questions in the Discord, which if you're not in the Discord yet. Yes. What are you doing? Why? What are you doing? <laughs> you're, not, you're not enjoying life to the full, so I'll tell you that you're, you're really not. I mean, like, you probably are going to a therapist and complaining about life, you know? And like, if the therapist just said, hey join the Scourge Discord so that you can ask questions on the Neon Valley podcast, I, you would stop going to that therapist because you'd be Instant cured. Instant serotonin. Yeah, yeah. Serotonin. Dopamine. Oxycodone. Yeah, exactly. Pronouns. All right, listen. Oh, <laughs> join, join the Discord. You can ask some sweet questions. We'll get into those in just a second. Uh, but my name is Tyler. I also go by Scourge. I am joined, as always, by Mitchell. I also go by Suku. Yes, he does. Uh, by the way, new song, incredible, my friend. New, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, new yes. song, Oolong, 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 out on all platforms now. Um, just search Oolong and Suku, and uh, yeah, that'll be me. <laughs> it's funny because I don't know why every time I want to say Oogaloo, I, or it's like my I, I've never been dyslexic, but this one word, I, every time I look at it, I'm I like, think it's. Starting a word with two O's has been like, who decided that we were going to be allowed to do that? You did, um, apparently. But I kind of like it. Yeah. Uh, I really like it. Yeah. Oh, Audrey Aesthetic. loves it, by the way. She she says it's your best song, hands down, that you've released so far. I appreciate it. I'm super stoked about that. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's jump into a couple of these questions we got here in the Discord. Yeah, we got um, some fun questions. Um, I, I think this is going to be really, really good. Yeah, you know what? Okay, I'm, I'm going to do this one real quick because it relates to what we were kind of talking about pre-podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, pre -podcast. So, yes. uh, Gerbils asked, have y'all seen the new Puss in Boots and why not? And I'm going to tell you what, Gerbils, <laughs> I have. So I don't need your judgment, all right, man? I saw it like fucking a week ago and I've wanted to see it again. I actually would go see it again. It's, it's really good. Wow. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's, I'll, I'll say this. I and I am a big fan of the the Shrek franchise. So this isn't like someone just being like shitting on. Yeah, you're not the just Shrek a hater. Franchise. Yeah. I almost, if I was going to see it, would only do it because I'm a huge Antonio Benedetti's fan. Um, <laughs> so I'm I, a Hayek I, okay. So sometimes too. I can't tell if I just have a bias towards cat things because I'm allergic to cats. Yeah, I, I understand it. It's your mortal enemy in a sense. I get that. Like my brain is like, hey, remember that thing? But you know it's what? Catch you. Most things... I've had I've had nightmares of like being jumped by like multiple cats <laughs> at once, and I don't mean like actually like we have cats that are like from the the other side of the tracks, and they got a switchblade that they're flipping yeah. around, and they're they jump like like <laughs> oh, literally like, just you mean like regular cats jump cats? on me, and I'm oh. freaking out in my dream. Like, well, these cats are bad in this. Time. My brain's like, you need to be prepared. You could be kidnapped, or you could be catnapped. Oh, see, it's true. No, I, well, then you, maybe you can view this movie from a different angle. It's more of a horror movie. It's like a thriller, you know? Uh, <laughs> it's, 
No, it's it's genuinely really good. Like you saw Spider Verse, right? The Into the Spider Verse. I did not. What? Oh my god! That holy fuck! Okay, and, not, and I'm not against seeing it. It just somehow no, no, has not no. made it onto the, the, the <laughs> holy docket. shit. Uh, no, okay, that's being written down because that'll have to be on the list of movies then that uh, we suggest. Okay, cool. Um, okay, interesting. So yeah, but no, in that vein, it's it has it. The animation is so good. It. Okay. It purposely drops frame rates during action scenes. And at first I didn't know how I would feel about that because so, so like the normal scenes where they're talking and it's like the everyday normal stuff, it's, it's your regular kind of Shrek 3d animation. Like obviously Uh better than the original Shrek we've modernized, but it's just your standard affair. But whenever it gets into like a battle or a fight scene or like an intense action scene, it drops the frame rate and a frame rate and the art almost becomes painterly and it's a really, really cool effect. Like, and it, it almost like gets you excited every time an action scene is coming. Cause you'll see those frame rates drop and you'll be like, Oh shit, something's about to happen. Uh, I, I also like to, to picture the idea that you just so happened to see it at a theater where the, the machine was going out that was projecting it. <laughs> it doesn't it, actually, it actually do was that. Regular. It was it was even more better definition. Yeah, I'm like, I'm actually, um, yeah. It's like you, <laughs> people are listening to this like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, what, And I'm like, man. He's like, that was actually it. some of the greatest uh, <laughs> animation since James Cameron's uh, The Avatar, the other one that they did. Oh, God, Jesus Christ, yeah. The, um, the, 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 the water walk. You know what? I'm glad you brought crimson, this up because I'm gonna fish people. I fucking, I I don't I didn't I didn't originally, and I don't think I fuck it. You know what? I have a vendetta against this movie, this second Avatar movie. I refuse to see it. I didn't realize I opened up a wound. Yeah, I refuse to see this movie. Uh, it only because, <laughs> only because James Cameron has the balls to plan out seven movies. And then he, in an interview said that these Marvel movies and all this thing are just a flash in the pan. And like his, his second avatar is going to outshine Endgame, And like, it's going to destroy all these movies. And it's just like, dude, like, fuck you. Like, I, I don't even hate your movies. Like I love James Cameron and I love his movie. But this mindset of like, oh, these new kids on the block. It's not a real movie unless it meets these parameters that I've set. Yeah, it's, I I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I'll probably have to check out, you know, since we're talking about Avatar so much, I think I'll really have to check out that Pleasant Boots movie you talked about. (laughs) I I really thought you were going to be like, yeah, I'll have to go see Avatar too. That sounds pretty dope. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm sorry. I'll lay off. I'll lay off Avatar. I'm sorry. Um. But anyway, so yes, you should go see Puss in Boots, Gerbils. Thank you for that question. Um, Mitchell, do you have another question lined up? I do. We have a question from Sidian. Okay. You are in charge of making the new competitive sporting league. What activity (laughs) do you choose? Why? Okay. A new competitive sporting league. Because I'm trying to think about this from... uh, If I'm in charge of creating a new, new competitive sporting league... Okay. So it could be a sport that already exists, or I could make up a sport. Okay, because yeah, I'm I'm trying this to. Is where, like someone who's a Harry Potter fan could be like, I would make like the professional Quidditch league. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, okay. Now I can kind of more understand the because yeah, the the framing of the question is pretty broad because it could be like 
like what knuckles, you know, like flinging quarters at each other or something. Like it's like right. I don't know if anyone else played but that also game like in high school. But. New com- um, competitive sporting league. You could make another football league if you wanted. Yeah, it might not be as exciting. But I don't know. I don't know what I would choose. I'm trying to think. How do I combine lacrosse and Naruto, and <laughs> oh and God. make that into a sporting league? I think they did. I think that's just Harry Potter. Uh, I think. <laughs> They took they took your magic bullshit, and they took the real life bullshit, and they made their bullshit. They made their bullshit. No, uh, well, it's funny because the pandemic did really bring out the most odd sports that actually did become sporting leagues. Like, do you remember marble racing? I think me and you got really into oh marble God. racing for a while. Yeah, marble <laughs> racing was wild, and it was actually really satisfying to watch. I don't know why. It um, was. I think it was like the Tornadoes or something was the team that we... Uh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Tornadoes. They had a cool swirl ball. Yeah, the swirl. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. That, oh, I, okay, okay. So, no, no, no. I have, I have mine that I would make then that could be based on a real thing, and okay. it's something that I think I actually might make us do for an episode. Hmm. Ooh, this would be good for uh, for a live action episode. Okay. My league would be what would the abbreviation be? Uh P I M G L. Can you guess what that that stands for? P I M G L Professional? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. The P. So the I'll go one at a time. Okay. So P I M G L professional in, in professional I M G L I M G L. Imagine my good Lucy. No, the funny thing no? is, I thought you were actually onto it when you were oh, you were saying. Uh, okay. What is it? So, uh, professional indoor mini golf league. Oh. Well, that's you just set up different mini golf courses. You, you were saying indoor, I think. I, you know what? I, I, it's so weird that I drifted away from that. I should have leaned into the indoor thing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So you just you just take a cup, or if you have something around that you can hit the ball into that it might not come out of. Penis. Um, you put it somewhere, and then you say, "Okay, you have to hit it past the fucking uh, dryer. Um, you have to bounce it <laughs> off the shoe." And you just like yeah during early pandemic, me oh. and Amanda played this a lot. Yeah, that's pretty. Or like Kaponk. Do you remember that game from when we were younger? Is that the one with the sticks? And you pull the sticks out, and the the marbles fall down. No, no, it was the one where they sold. It was literally just a cup with uh, ping pong balls. And you would try to trick shot the ping pong balls, like it came with a stack yep, of cards. That's right. It was it was prepping us for for trick <clears throat> shots and beer pong. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. I think like Bam Margera and the guys from uh, Jackass sponsored it or something like that. That like, sounds about right. Kaponk. But no, if I had to choose one, I did come up with one because I don't know if it would necessarily necessarily be a competitive sport like league. I always thought of it more as like a competition show. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. but I think I always thought that there should be the equivalent of 
like an American Idol or something like that with producers where they give them seven days or maybe even two weeks. I don't know. It, it might depend on the realistic. Three minutes. Yeah, right. Uh, but like they basically give them each week to produce a song based on a certain uh, parameter, you know? So like, okay, you need to make a pop song that's, you know, uh, As upbeat and sounds like it Mo- could be. Uh, Macarena's. Yeah, slightly 80s, you know, or something like that. And then they have to produce that song and then play it live. And then even if it's with a band or performing, like, you know, it can still be produced. And then uh, they judge on whether or not. So I don't know. I, Cause I feel like producers ha- don't have any kind of competition shows or anything like that. There's never been something along those lines. Cause it's such a yeah. niche thing as, as at it, least it, it ends was. up becoming a behind the scenes thing. Um, but I, I think producers definitely deserve their, their light. Their, their time in the limelight. All right, I do. He he I'm had another one. He has a, he has quite a few questions, which the, I I do appreciate because who knows? Maybe we'll save a few of these for the later. I don't know, but there was one that I like. He made right after that. That uh, go for it. The wording of it <clears throat> is what is your ideal dystopian future, and it breaks my mind a little bit because. It's like an oxymoron, right? I know, but like it's because dystopian inherently means it's bad. Like it's it's what you, it, dystopian is the opposite of what you want as a culture, but ideal would mean that it's what you want. So it's like, is this your f- well? Okay, so maybe because this is maybe another way to think about what I, is ideal for us could be dystopian to everyone else. Okay, so if you're like that's philosophical. I, I hear you. So if you're like an Elon Musk and the dystopian future is like a, a robot, you know, overlord type situation. Like, like a, a computer chip that he surgically implants into your brain. Yeah, that's ideal like for him. He actually wants to do in real life. Yeah, that's ideal for him. That's, that's a little bit, that might be past dystopian and a little bit into Saw territory. <laughs> um, this is a loaded question a little bit, though, because... I feel like it'll admit anything that we feel like is wrong with the world, you know, because if we're oh, saying <laughs> that's the perfect answer, I think it should be based on, uh, the path of Naruto's Maki. Uh, my ideal dystopian future is there's no presidents. They're Kage and you have to work really hard to become a Kage. Um, not entirely sure. I don't think it's as much of an election as they're all like, well, damn, that guy was okay. the strongest. All right, all and right. He's also super smart, but I don't like likes this. Him. This is um, bad. This is bad. I don't like this because who's everyone? This is fine though because this isn't dystopian. I think dystopian would ha- we arguably dystopian means that like eighty percent of the population is not okay with what's happening, and I feel like is most that what, of the pe- I felt like dystopian was just like something that is off about the future. What did the fuck? Does dystopian mean? I guess we could Google it to find the exact answer, but my understanding yep. is that it's like because utopian, it's the opposite of utopia. Utopia is the perfect society. You know what I mean? It's like everybody is running perfectly off of each other. There oh, is no crime. It's a speculated community uh, that is undesirable or frightening. It is often treated yeah. as an antonym of utopia. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So how could it be ideal? Exactly. That exactly. Uh, exactly. So that's that's why I love this question because I'm like, what the f- what the fuck does he exactly mean? 
<laughs> okay, if I'm trying to play into the question, then I am making myself through means of my own decision. Okay. Uh, the leader of this new government based on Kage system. Um, <laughs> and everyone will just have to be okay with that. Uh, and then they're going to come to find out I'm actually going to be way more bureaucratic than they could have ever imagined. And there's probably going to be more red tape than they were previously anticipating. <laughs> okay. All right. That's about I, as good as I can give you for that, ideal dystopia. That's, that's fair, man. I, I think... If I'm going to go with like Hollywood dystopian, I I don't know. I think like a cyberpunk future, you know, like Blade Runner or something like that would be, would at least be cool. You know, you get like fucking robot augmentations on your body. It's like, yeah, the the world is shitty and everyone hates it and it sucks, but like. Yeah, but you can shoot cables out of your arms and scale buildings like Spider-Man. Oh, dude. <laughs> Sign me up, bro. Uh <laughs> Yeah, either that or something with zombies, because then it's like, I don't know, maybe I need to talk to a therapist, but it's like, you know, free headshots, you know, nobody like video zombie video games just with like how creative you can get and like the survival aspect, I think has made that kind of just like a listen I'm not wishing for it to happen. I'm just saying I'm prepared if it does. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm ready. Like, I'm not, you know what, <laughs> Mitchell, that's a perfect idea for an entire episode. We should just each go back and forth with our, we should write a plan for the zombie apocalypse. And then we yes. literally spend an hour just talking to each other about the logistics of what we would do. If we Google how much that would cost us and how we would uh, procure said said resources. I mean, we did live through the incident of the, the bath salt. Uh, that led to somebody biting their face off, and everyone was like, "This is it. The Miami this is when it leader. happens." Yeah, I have, I named a song after. It. I'll wow. say this: Where did that if song that go? happened during the pandemic, oh. I for sure people would have. Oh, could you imagine that? Dude, headlines? there's a few things though that should have lined up better. Like, could you imagine if the pandemic happened in 2012? Like. <laughs> I think people would have actually oh, sacrificed dude. themselves. Like we would have had an actual people problem. People would have done crazy because they were doing crazy stuff as it was. Yeah. Um, and, and there wasn't even like an actual apocalypse on the line. Yeah. No. Yeah. That was pretty bad. No. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what time it is? Is it movie time? I, I was going to say, should we, should we just, uh, transition into movie time i do have something you know what no oh, i don't think no, this will this no, will be too long no no go and, ahead what is it what is and, it please uh, please i don't want i i'm sorry i didn't realize so i i mentioned okay my grandfather wrote articles on golf <gasps> oh i i have them in the mail i'm wait you I'm actually opening got them? the envelope as we speak oh, i haven't fuck. even looked at them yet okay so because i want you guys to have the same experience it came uh mailed um the the articles were mailed in a big, uh, the kind of Manila, I think that's the right wording for it. The yellow envelopes. Oh, yeah. there's a green. Oh, okay. So we have one paper that is an email from David. Okay, so from my grandfather. Um, and then there's another. <laughs> What's happening? Okay, so there's two sets. Uh, there's one single sheet of paper, which is an email. Um, these are putting instructions. A printed out email? 
Yes, it's a printed out email. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> and then he okay. So it's a printed out email to my dad. He scribbled out my dad's name and he wrote my name above it. This what? is beautiful. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna start with the putty. So instead of just emailing you the same email, like CCing you, instead of just email, he he printed the the email he sent and scribbled out the name and wrote your. Okay, anyway, that's beautiful. And then mailed it. I love my grandfather. Okay, so these are putting instructions for anyone out there trying to be a better putter. Okay. Uh, okay, so it starts with laminate in place in your golf bag as a reminder. So the the idea is that I would have laminated this email. Yes. And kept it in my golf bag in case yes. I forgot um, with the your, putting instructions. With your okay, so that explains why an, an email was printed out and sent. Of course. Speed in all putts is paramount. Okay. That's what we're starting with. Um, everything has two periods afterwards. You know what? Interesting. I feel like that's for effect. I like to think that every tip should be done step at a time. So if I'm up at the, if I'm up at the uh, green right now, I'm about to make my putt, right? I'm well, hitting you're that starting sh- with I'm making that sure shit. that this is laminated and placed in your golf bag as a reminder. <laughs> oh, dude, that's already been done. Because if you didn't do that, you've already fucked up because that's the first step. I'm so sorry, but you don't even have to worry about that. I would never forget that. It's in my Okay, pocket. good. Okay, so in that case, the first step to putt. Oh, dude, I'm hitting this thing as fucking as hard as possible. <laughs> fucking speed, baby. Let's go. What's the second tip? Square putter to the target and have solid contact. Okay, I already hit the ball. I hit it as hard as I possibly could because of step one. So I got the speed part. He so didn't really should, say how so much, I need but, to okay. reset okay, the ball so. now, is what you're saying? Okay, all right. Let me reset the ball. Well, okay. So okay. So the third step. All right. Initially, practice many four to eight foot putts to instill confidence. Okay. So I. So the third step is to prepare before you're putting. I'm not gonna listen. I don't want to. I don't want to be anal, and I don't want to judge your grandpa, all right? I, I, he's a great man. I'm sure he's incredible at golf. What he's not good at is making steps. That should be step one. <laughs> if, the, if you need to practice Initially things... Practice if, so you're telling me I'm already on the field. Like, I'm a field. I'm already on the green. Like, I'm already out there, right? And I'm reading these steps, and I'm three <laughs> like, steps these, these in. These steps are in the moment. I'm three steps in. They're supposed to be laminated on the field. That's why he. That's what he wrote. So I'm three steps in, and he's like, "Make sure to practice four to eight strokes." It's like, what? I don't have time for that, dude. I'm already out here. That should have been step one. All right, continue. All right, well, don't worry, because I think the next step is really going to help you out. All right, perfect, perfect. I'm already, I'm ready. I'm I'm on board, dude. Acceleration is always acceleration is always, but is dependent on speed of the greens. Faster greens require softer acceleration. Slower greens require a more aggressive stroke. All right. So this is feeling similar to the first tip, but more of an expansion. Speed in all putts is paramount. Right. right. So then he's more expanding on the first tip in the fourth tip, which I appreciate because the first tip was vague. Remember, we've been over this. The first tip, I just launched the ball. That so so he's expanding. This is good. So it's about yeah, acceleration. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. okay. So now now we're getting juicy details from behind the golf ball. Looking at the hole or line, visualize the pace of the putt and commit to that speed and line. 
You got to commit. He's asking a lot from me. I thought, like... <laughs> All right. No, no, I'm on board. I'm still... I think I got this. I think I can do this. So keep going. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Shorter putts normally inside of shoulder. Longer putts. 25 feet or more. Try widening your feet just outside your shoulders. So wait. So for shorter putts... Keep your feet normally inside of your shoulder range, I think is so what keep he's your referring bring, to there. Bring your feet in. And then longer yeah, putts. Br- br- so bring your feet in equal with yeah, your shoulders. Yeah, longer putts, you want to widen your feet outside of your shoulders. Uh, weight 50-50 shifted between. Okay. I'm more of a 60-40 okay, guy on. myself, but that's fine. All right. So those were the steps. Okay. So now we're at the remember state of the, the notes. Oh, okay. So we have to remember all so this I, stuff after we've done all yeah, these so steps. Re- so remember, <laughs> stay while putting, not rigid, especially your head. Stay still while putting. That was on oh, me. I forgot okay. to read the Okay, word. I was like, stay while putting. Stay where? Like on the... I'll, I'm not yeah, no, move. that was on me not reading the word. Stay still while putting, not rigid, especially your head. Okay. That's fair. You don't want to be uh, too tense. Yeah, you're not a robot, but you want to be still. Okay. All right. Keep eyes on. Keep eyes over the ball. Chin very still or back of your neck if that's easier to do. Um, yeah, pretty much. He's saying your where your head should be over the golf ball itself when you're putting. So mm. that that is correct. You want mm. to keep your eyes over the ball. You want to yeah. keep your chin still. You do uh, want to look okay, at the ball. Grip pressure. Hmm. Grip pressure can vary. But between yes. four to six on a one to ten scale is recommended. That is what I've heard. <laughs> okay, keep putter head usually <laughs> continuing toward hole, unless it's a short putt or downhill. I got you. You're, you're saying not to just stop the putt. Yeah, I'll say follow um, through. These are a little bit more solid than maybe some of that that uh, paragraph before. Yeah, you know what? He should have really or the, the notes. He he really. Some of these remembers should be the actual tips. Yeah, uh, he needs an editor, a good editor, is what I would say. Uh, but these are yeah, all solid. Yeah, he's, he's got the ideas out here. And then hope hope these thoughts can assist you in being a better putter. Oh, Beautiful. and then we have we have like a, uh, I guess you know with what it's the the credits. Oh. I don't I don't know if credits George Lucas. Um, this is his. No, it's like his not resume. <laughs> it is his um, the the people who like do your product, and then they're like, yeah, pay, the testimonial. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so after a three day instructional session with these tips, uh, Mr. Patrick, I won't say the last name because I'm sure that my grandfather's uh, friend is is very hip with the times and is on the computer. So, Mr. Patrick. Shot in a tour event, hmm. three consecutive 63s, and then a final round of 68, which meant so multiple tournament days, and each day he shot 63, um, and the final round he shot 68, which are great scores, wow. uh, apparently all based on the tips uh, from this email. Bravo. Shortly thereafter, he won the Masters. Holy shit. So you're telling me this man never played golf <laughs> before and then read these emails? Wait. 
just kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm overblowing it a little bit. Wait, wait. Okay, because he he actually lists out a person, and then there, then he's saying that he won. Hold on, Patrick. I'm not going to say the last name. <laughs> well, now you're making it pretty easy. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, what? Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback. <laughs> no. Um, and I won't say the year this guy won. Okay. But I. Are you questioning the I'm validity very, of this? No, like I under <laughs> I understand the validity of this. It's more of I'm trying to figure out maybe how all of the story was pieced together. Um, this is a deep. This goes deeper than we thought. But but you know what? That's okay. Maybe that'll be some information for the for the Patreon. Um, yeah. But yeah, he finishes it with "Good luck, son, and always play your best." Love you. Wow. That's beautiful. Um. So I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to just show you in person. Um. The the article I guess he yes, he wrote. I do need. It's to titled see it. "Thinking about playing around." Oh. Question mark. Think again, exclamation point. And there's six pages to it. That sounds like the title of a fucking game theory episode. Like It, it does. Thinking about playing around. Think again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's six pages. It is... Uh, six pages. Good Lord. All right. Yeah, I'm down. Oh, this is, this is a treat. I'll take a bath. This is a treat. Throw in some Epsom salt, put in some good music. I'll read it. That's amazing. Thank you, Mitchell. But yeah, I hope you guys. Uh, I hope that improved your guys' putting game. Yeah, I know to all of our my... avid golf listeners out there, I'm sure after our last episode of a uh, of a silent voice, the the listeners we picked up from our silent voice review, I'm sure a lot of them are avid golfers, and they'll very much appreciate. Yeah, <laughs> our our demographic is looking. <laughs> Picture at a convention, you see all the different people that are at our booth. <laughs> You got rap fans. You got you got anime ravers. Yeah, it'll look like the <laughs> anime ravers. I meant to say two different things, but you know what? I'm keeping that the anime ravers. It'll look like the callback for like a Tim Burton movie, where it's just like, oh, we have a golfer, and oh, look, there's a seamstress, and oh, look, we have a <laughs> we have a rapper. Oh, wow, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so are we uh, are we going on to Glass Onion? Is it time? Yes, I think it is time to peel back on this onion. Ooh, look at you. Wow. Yeah. All right, let's dive into this motherfucker. All, All right. right, so we're doing our deep dive. Deep dive, glass onion. The 10 things you didn't notice in glass onion. In glunion. The big old penis. All right. All right, so to start off, the opening scene. Yes. My my first note. <sighs> There's a lot going on. Yeah. Okay. So like the split screen and like the 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 all the different characters. And, and it was just like okay, you got a lot of different characters in a lot of different scenes, and you're kind of introduced to them briefly. But what happened? To, at least what I kind of saw was it was progressive, because by the t- the end. You get to Birdie, who's now I don't remember if I remember misremembering the first part wrong. Okay, 
But at her like outro kind of segment at the end of that whole scene, mm-hmm. there's a guy that's kind of dancing off to the side, and there's no music playing in the room. <laughs> and throughout this movie, they use they play music in rooms when people are listening to music in a room. But this guy's literally just dancing, and there's no music playing. So part of me was just like, I am and just seen a lot of things at once, and it was kind of scary. <laughs> okay, I can see. Yeah, so the the <clears throat> excuse me, it was giving you like an audio visual like trip, like you didn't really. Yeah, yeah it fair. was the the sensory overload for me to like because it was to the point where I thought I was missing parts of the well, story because yeah. I was trying to figure out what was happening in the scene. To be fair, I do think that that people were clearly tripping balls at her party, like Birdie's party at the beginning. So I think the dude dancing by himself with no music. Oh, that could make sense. Okay, yeah. might not have been too out of. But place. also, like, what kind of party was that? Because they're all. It's like two p.m. on a Wednesday. Um. I don't, I don't know what yeah was. yeah it was a little well I will admit that especially being a sequel I think it almost makes it a little confusing because this is a sequel yeah I yeah I to, I told you that and, <laughs> wait what hold on I need to do a, a a text message fact check no there was no text message I said this in the rec- it's in the podcast like people that listen to episode four oh. are gonna oh, know that's right you said but you don't need to see yes. it uh the first one in order to watch this like and and yeah to be fair oh okay so a lot of things they were referencing before was was the alpha stuff the first movie that no 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 so nothing oh okay that was its own storyline and that's what i was gonna say is that nothing involving any of these characters was in the first movie so the beginning being so hectic and like throwing a bunch of stuff at you even audrey was kind of like oh am i supposed to know who that is like am i supposed and i was just kind of like no like none of these characters that's just this style yeah i I think they just needed to shove gotcha. a lot of characters into the first 10 to 15 minutes, you know? Um, so they did the real quick kind of fast-paced splits, which, by the way, I have a very... I have an M. Night Shyamalan twist for you in all of this because I think there's something you right. haven't realized, and it's a beautiful thing that I've been able to keep secret this whole time, but we'll get to it. Anyway. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So You scored the movie. Yeah, I made this movie. No, so... <laughs> I think the beginning was just trying to like really push all of the characters we needed to know about into the movie as quick as possible. As quickly as they could. But because it's a sequel, if there's someone who hasn't seen the original or maybe doesn't remember it, they might be sitting there like, wait, am I supposed to know what the fuck is going on 100%? You know? Uh, so I can, yeah, I, it's a little hard, but it, it ties itself up neatly by by the time that they're all figuring out the puzzle, you're pretty on board. You're kind of like, okay, I know what's going on. You know what I mean? Okay, so that was the other thing, right? Oh boy, the, it it got the puzzle got solved like too quick, in my opinion. Now, again, these are initial thoughts before I realized like they're used to these kind of games from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the mom part of just knowing exactly. <clears throat> was a little bit much for me in terms of just like, oh, it's it's that it's this. Yeah. How could you not tell from 
Well, and I, then the fucking odds that somebody knew music well enough to be standing by. Well, actually, it's one of the like. There was a yeah. couple of those kind of like movie moments where it just like felt a little bit too like. Well, I'm definitely watching a movie. Okay. Well, I don't want to. Should we dip? Should we dive immediately into spoilers? I don't know. I don't because I don't. I, well, okay. So, so first, there will be spoilers because we're gonna, you know, review this movie. Yeah, we. I, do. I kind of don't mind as long as we don't get go too far into it because I also had realized that at some point in the movie, um, it explains a lot of things that feels like it do, it shouldn't make sense yeah. initially. Okay, maybe there's a way. <sighs> All right. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll just leave we'll, it at that. We're going to review the scenes as I had seen them. We'll keep going. Yeah, yeah. Because I, um, I think that that, I, I will play off of that, though, where I I get what you're saying, and I agree with you, where I thought it was a little too comedic, where the mother was like, oh, that's the Fibonacci sequence, you know, and it's like, okay. And then the, the guy sitting next to her. Especially because, like, was she involved in these games? Yeah. Like, okay, if I get them, like, figuring out the puzzles, but why does she know? And the guy eating pizza <laughs> off to the side who's like, oh, yeah, that's the fucking Mozart's whatever. Or I don't even think it was. But you know what I mean? Like you said, it's, yeah. it's very specific. But I think later, there's something that happens later in the movie, especially near the end, that upon rewatching, oh, my God, excuse me, that upon rewatching and, like, recollection, it works, and I think for a different reason, and not just, oh, I'm watching a movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, this isn't just, this doesn't just work because it's, oh, it's convenient for the movie. It actually works because of the character's motives, which we will get to later. So, uh, okay. 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 I can roll with that. All right. So, what, what do you have next? All right. So, next. Uh, next. Uh, that was the odds of someone knowing the music. Um, so we mm-hmm. talked about that. We already talked about weird uh, day party, but no music dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like Hammer Lady strategy was most realistic. Yes. Uh, so that was when we're introduced to Andy um, destroying the box with the hammer to figure out how to get into it. Yes. Um, which was a hilarious juxtaposition because it makes they build up how it's like, Oh, all these geniuses that know all these puzzles. And then it just cuts to her just smashing it. And you're like, yeah, well, smashing it. Yeah. That's, you could also get into it like that. Like that's just as smart at the end of the day. (laughs) Yeah, no, that I I was actually a big fan of that. Um, Which again has a different context. I don't know if you noticed. Wait, what did, what did you say initially? Oh, I'm saying that, why she broke it open actually means something different oh, later. Oh, yeah. There, there is, there's, um, there's, uh, a there's substance as to the purpose. Yes, there's a reveal later that, yeah. So, okay. So, do you have a note? That uh, my next out? note is I'm a huge fan of country Daniel Craig. Oh, dude. The fucking foghorn leghorn. Oh, so. Oh, my God. We got a I, murderer. The, the over-exaggerated. Here's the thing. If it was any other actor... Especially somebody who is actually Southern, I would have been like, this is way too over the top, and I just, it's too much. But something about, it came off so genuine and charming from him. Um, (laughs) God, I was just a big fan. I I loved how over the top it felt. But I think that also helped to play in, like, from a psychological standpoint, you would be more likely to keep your guard lowered around some guy from that sounds like that 
than you know some like detective oh, type that's dude, really kind of quiet and smokes a cigarette off to the side but doesn't make direct eye contact it's so true there's I had a really weird moment at work one time because a guy came in and he had the most thick Southern drawl, just like Daniel Craig in this movie. Like he walked up and he was like, let me get two packs of cigarettes. Like he had this, like, you know, like I can't do it exactly, but he had that. And like immediately I was like enthralled. I was just like, and I almost matched him. I was like, yeah, anything you need. Like, I, right, I want- there, there's a part of you that's almost like, I want, yeah, I, I want to show it. you I appreciate <laughs> this I and I want to, I want to be a part of this. It was so fucking weird. I had to stop myself. I was just like, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, uh-uh, <laughs> no, 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 I got um, you. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I had something in my it's so fucking cool. But the first movie does actually make fun of that factor too a, a little bit. Like it, it leans into that joke of him having that thick accent. Um, like Chris. Oh, really? No, wait. Who is it? Who plays Captain America? Uh, Chris Evans. Thank you, Chris Evans. He's in the first Knives Out movie, and okay, I can't even remember the exact joke, and I'm gonna butcher it. But he basically like looks at Daniel Craig after he talks for a while and goes like, huh, Kentucky fried crime scene or something like that. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like they, they lean into that joke of him having that real Southern draw. But, um, yeah, his voice is incredible. And I love it how he's playing among us. And when they first had that scene at the beginning, I was like, Oh no, like, are they really going to lean into like memes, you know? And like, modern- but it, actually it, it was symbol. It was symbolic. Yeah. Oh, Oh yeah. And, and, I like it how they set up that this was set during 2020, so they're all supposed to be isolated. So oh, a detective might yeah. be playing among us because he's like, well, it's something I can do that's similar to my career, you know? Like, <laughs> Also, I like how he goes, um, or the one girl was like, maybe we should play Quiplash. So I wanted to say shout out to Jackbox Games for getting that name drop. We'll have to play that sometime. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I I hated movie timing situations. Oh, I think it was he was just getting off the f- okay. The round he was playing in an online game just so happened to have ended. They had just finished their conversation about him needing to get back into something and him saying like, "Well, I have you know, stuff. And then he doesn't have anything. And then there's a knock at the door, like everything. But again, I realize. No, but it's like four hours later, like he has that conversation with them. And then it's like four hours later and he's, he's staring off on his balcony because, which also I was like, I don't picture somebody. I mean, I don't know why, like, I felt like that was a very British place to live. Uh, that's very true. Why. So, but he, well, yeah, that's true. But you, so you're saying you want this movie to be like ten to fifteen minutes longer, so they can add bullshit scenes like that? No, just <laughs> just skip that part. But like, <laughs> don't make the scene well, like skip that it was part, all the same but you don't moment. Like it. <laughs> all right, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. I, I get it. I it's get weird. It's a weird problem. Okay, it's okay, yeah, it's fine. It's it's not even a problem. It's my problem with how I see it. I won't lie. I'm I'm over exaggerating for the podcast but it's yeah it's i get what you're saying Con- the convenience of it is very convenient <laughs> it, it works out very perfectly um yeah. okay so the next one 
is again something that will make sense later on. Mm-hmm. But we're going to go just based off notes that I wrote because these were written in the moment. Okay. I love this. Who stares off on a boat for that long? When Andy is oh, just on yeah. the, 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 the bow. Which, okay, so... The bow, I believe, because... It's, yeah. That's why I like this movie, because... It, it, and again, I'm not head over heels about it, which we'll get into. You know, like, we'll talk more about it. I do like this movie a lot. I don't think it's perfect. I think there are some problems with it, I think. Um, but what I do really like about it is that it pays homage to the kind of Agatha Christie... Uh, novels and movie adaptations of those murder mysteries. And there's always those very dramatic moments of people staring off into the distance, you know, on a boat or like, you know, having long dramatic conversations. Uh, It's kind of like normal for that, that kind kind of like with anime. People don't have conversations in anime the way they do in, in real life, but you fucking love watching someone say, like tell a fucking whole story about their backstory to like their arch nemesis who's like, we still have to be enemies. Yeah. Or you wouldn't notice like in an anime when a character is constantly going like, <laughs> like you might not notice that because it's like, yeah, that's an anime. But if someone started doing that in like a Hollywood movie, you'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Is he okay? Is he having like a panic attack? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah, so I, I think it, it leans into those, especially near the beginning, those kind of tropes um, of the mystery thriller. You know, she's mysterious. You can't see her face. She's staring off of the boat. And, it, you know, it's it's very mysterious. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, okay, so now now we're on the island. Wait, maybe we um, should... Okay. My first note here. Hold on. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. I do want to say that... If there's anyone watching this that hasn't seen the movie and is still listening to this, is just interested in our conversation, I guess maybe we should kind of oh narrate yeah, what's happening where we're a little bit. So, so all the of these characters right received a box in which that they have to solve puzzles, and when they solve these puzzles, they get a little note that tells them that they need to go to an island to solve a murder. And the idea is that this guy, this very rich, kind of like. Um, an Elon Musk, Elon Bezos, Musk kind of character. Yeah, Russell Brandt, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, kind of character is throwing a murder mystery party that he does every year, and he invited all these people that he considers the disruptors or whatever, and they're all invited to this island. And also Daniel Craig, who was our original protagonist of the first movie the detective is invited as well um, with the box. And so the point we're at now is they all kind of converge to this boat. They all know each other, but the only person who doesn't know anyone is Daniel Craig. And Andy is kind of an outcast, um, which is kind of unknown for the reasons right now. Like they kind of say like, Oh, well she couldn't keep up or she got screwed over or something like that. Like they don't really at this point clarify. They don't why. Right say what her past is or why she's not like a part of that core group, even though they all know her and she knows them. They yes. seem surprised that she's there. Yeah. So, but they do say that she's invited every year. She just never shows up. Um, which now that I say that out loud is interesting to what comes later. Okay. Anyway, so they're all on the boat. 
and they're heading towards the island of the actual oh, this this kind of Elon Musk character. What if it, what is his name? Did you note down his name? I can't. I didn't. Miles. Miles. Okay. I didn't. I should bring this up on Google the characters' names because I didn't. Oh yeah. Remember because because right off the bat, my first note once they get off the boat, once they've reached the island, is Miles and Whiskey either had or have a thing. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Something 100%. we'll dive into later on. Um, we're gonna have yeah. a lot of those. Which I also think is a good thing. Yeah, this movie has a lot of layers. It has a lot of replayability. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in this movie? Wait, who did he play? Wait, what? Daryl. Oh, because that was my next note. I love Daryl. Daryl's my favorite character. Oh, my God, dude. Yes, just ignore me. Not even here. (laughs) (laughs) He's walking with with a box of Corotos. Is incredible. Wow, he might have actually been Daryl. I I don't see anybody else in this. Was that Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Okay, all right, that's not important. Um, no. okay. I, did you notice that the guy who shot the COVID vaccine into their mouths at the beginning, um, which was a weird moment that they don't come back to, but I just kind of put took it off as like, oh, they need an explanation of why they're not going to get COVID. Or something. Why they're going to be able to be so close in proximity and it's just some rich billionaire bullshit, which I was like, yeah, no, I believe that a billion percent. Did you notice that's Ethan Hawke? That's the guy from uh, Sinister. uh, I was about to say that's Stephen Hawke. Stephen Hawking? Stephen Hawking? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's Ethan Hawke. It's a a world-renowned actor, Mitchell. Show some respect. So anyway, okay, what was your next note? Yeah. The whiskey thing, right? Okay, so after, after that, that. Um, I said whiskey hoeing. Because <laughs> uh, that was when... So, so because I, I don't want to like do like every every kind of scene by scene. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah but of course. They're all, they're all hanging out. They're at the pool. Um, they decide to go back to their rooms. And whiskey, who is Duke, uh, and Duke is this. I think he's supposed to be like the Liver King, because he's a super Joe macho Rogan. dude. Yeah, for um, sure. They re- they refer to him as a men's right activist. Um, yeah, I took uh, him as a Joe Rogan kind of guy. But yeah, so he is. Uh, he's actually watching as whiskey is going into bed with um miles and they're they're hooking up yeah and uh they're almost caught by the the clever the clever detective <laughs> but uh but the detective was too smooth and was able to get out of the way so um he's able to observe that duke now is watching this happen so so whiskey hoen was was my next they're, there. they're creating motive the whole movie creates really good motives for almost everyone because you know a murder is going to happen yes. right like yep and they kind and of then, set up that it's going to be note, miles but you don't know oh yeah yep uh my next note was more of a it was an assumption before i i think i had a better understanding of what the movie was because um at one point, Miles starts talking to the group about like we're we're breaking and we break things that people don't want us to break, and I was wondering if that breaking was referring to the state of the friendship that he was trying to break it, um, which mm. isn't the case. It was just an assumption that I had made at this point. Like I was that's wondering fair. if he was secretly trying to sabotage all the relationships. Oh, that's 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 a good observation. Like I, I mean, yeah, it it ultimately doesn't really 
pan out but that's interesting yeah that's an interesting point. but yeah like if, if the whole point was just to prove that he could get away with it because like he had that much power over them yeah which really that whole speech was just kind of a hollow nothing you know what i mean like yeah uh, so much of it just became and it was actually genius how and and they they even he called it out he was using the wrong words at times and stuff like that but oh, we'll we'll get more into that later dude like that bothered um, me i was literally watching the movie like and again i know well it, it, we'll we'll talk about it more but yeah there were certain words that miles was using that i'm just like what that's not the right word it does like, a great job of putting everything in front of you um in okay so it's like it's a glass a onion it's a glass you onion you don't see something right away this movie will put something in front of you, but the scene is designed so that way you're not paying attention to that exactly. So that way when they refer back to the scene, you watch that scene, there's just a high chance that you might not have missed um, a key word that he said or a key movement in the scene. Yeah. But we'll uh, we'll get to that uh, a little no, bit dude, more later No, dude, it literally well. is a glass on it. Like, I, I thought it was such a great metaphor it's a great metaphor like the glass and he even says it in the movie and it's funny because i when they first got to the island and, i like the reference to it yeah and when they first got to the island and edward uh norton characters miles uh the kind of eccentric billionaire who invites them all to the island when he's showing them the the glass onion house and he's saying that it's a it's meant to be like a beacon of creativity i leaned over to audrey and i was like it's kind of ironic to make a beacon of creativity a glass onion because creativity is meant to mean something deeper and a glass onion is literally layers that show you nothing, you know? And then literally like yep. two or three scenes later, Daniel Craig's character goes, I love the metaphor of the glass onion because there's so many layers, but you can't see anything. And I was like, yes, I was like, that's literally, that's what I was fucking saying. Like, like, so the movie does kind of outright say it, but it, it doesn't do it in a condescending way. Like it, it's, it makes sense for the character of, of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not out of character for them to refer to it. It, it, it fits in with the scene naturally where even if they didn't make the movie called glass onion, that reference would still make sense in the scene perfectly. Exactly. What's his name? Benoit, Benoit Blanc, I think as, 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 uh, Benoit Blanc. I just like to call him the yeah. detective, but yeah, like his, he's very proud of being intelligent, you know, and not even to a fault, like maybe sometimes to a fault, like, like is seen in the movie, but He's just very proud of his intelligence and like wants to show it off, you know, and yep. the fact that he appreciates something like a glass onion metaphor is feels like something he would want to point out. And it kind of bothered me because it's like, fuck, why did I feel the need to point it out to my girlfriend where I'm like, oh, I know this thing. That's a glass onion. Like, it's, it's, yeah, uh, but yeah, no, it's a it's a really poignant metaphor for everything in the movie of kind of showing you right up front, but having multiple layers, but also telling you the beginning, I'm sorry, telling you the ending from the beginning. Um, okay. So anyway, do you, what, what does that, what does your next note go into? So the next one is there's a scene where Peg is running around, I think looking for birdie and, Daniel Craig is is standing and behind Peg the statue. Is, Peg is Birdie's and assistant, Peg, correct? Right. Yes, Peg is Birdie's assistant. 
um, that is way more responsible than Birdie is. Yes. But but Peg is looking over at the statue while Daniel Craig's head is poked out. Mm. She does not see him. She does not react to him. <laughs> it's almost like a comedic away. moment. Just, yeah. Yeah. It just made me mad. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> but small tiff, small tiff. Okay, small, on, yeah, small. on to, to bigger and better things. Um, <laughs> I typed out a long ass, like three lines of sentence in my notes on that. Uh, smoking scene was hella funny when he's in the, the garden and then it starts like uh, going off on the alarm. Oh, yeah. Which is a great. I, I don't know if it was on purpose. I'm assuming it was for the writing, for the writing but it it places a perfect marker in time where later in the movie when they have flashbacks and you hear that alarm going off, you know exactly when that happened. When, when it was that they were referring to yeah, that. Yeah, where the so characters many were. So details that they got done so well in this movie. Yeah, it. I did really appreciate all of those small details that kind of make you want to rewatch it or kind of, you know, figure out like what I missed or, you know, what... And it's not even that deep of a movie. There's just a lot to follow. Like there was like at one point me and Audrey had a like a foolproof explanation of the murder. We were just like, yeah, this is absolutely what happened. Like about halfway through the movie. And then the movie just threw that on its head and was like, nope, not even fucking close. And we were like, oh, shit. But like. <laughs> They set up all these possibilities, like all of these caveats and all these red herrings that make it where it's like, yeah, it absolutely could have been this person. Like, no doubt. Like, like you brought up Peg, the, uh, the assistant. Mm. There was a time where, like, we 100% thought she was the murderer because there was this whole thing about, like, I, okay, so I saw this movie, like, two or three weeks ago, maybe even longer, so I'm trying to remember everything. Um, but there was a whole subplot of something happening where everyone got messages. Oh, 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 okay. And she had evidence of, she had evidence that Andy, showed that she yes. had the intellectual property rights. No, no, not that it was the part where Andy had sent. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 I think that's what you're talking about where Andy had sent out an email to everyone with her red envelope. Right. And, Every yep. um and the thing that they made very clear multiple times was Peg was in charge of Birdie's phone. Was that Birdie did not have access to her phone. Peg had to go through all of her emails first. So if Peg was to see an email that threatened Birdie's career because of something that would bring down Miles, that would make it so that she would be the murderer. Do you know what I mean? Like they set up so many things that would be perfect. If if it was like if oh, that was yeah. the like, but it's not. You there know? were motives for everyone. Exactly. Like it's it's so well set up, and I guess I'm kind of spoiling it by saying that that Peg isn't one of the or the murderer, I guess, or you know whatever. But that's only a small thing. I, I just Bam just peeled back a layer. Yeah, uh, that's just one of the onions, baby. <laughs> okay, so uh, next up is. <sighs> If all the staff is gone, who the fuck set everything up for dinner? Uh, you know what? Edward Norton is a very resourceful guy. He might not be good at a lot of things, but he can <laughs> set up a damn table. That's for sure. Yeah, I, don't I was know. just like, who's making the dinner? 
Who's uh, who, who set up all the, the statues and shit like that? But they didn't move it, so maybe it was all set up before, and then they left. But I was like, still, who's preparing all their meals for them if there's no staff? Okay, yeah, the dinner thing. The dinner thing is... Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's the only thing that I I have not been able to explain or figure out yet. Yeah, because there isn't Daryl. Daryl's not cook. I mean, he's cooking, but he's cooking something else. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, but that leads up to the murder, right? Or the fake murder. So the so it all leads up to the the murder mystery that Miles set up. Uh, Which uh, I, I I actually loved how that all went down. Um, the detective was pretty much. It was meant to take a weekend for them to figure out, and. Right as Miles is finishing up the explanation of of the the rules, the detective pretty much goes, um, "Well, I I would like to solve it pretty much," <laughs> and uh, and then does just that and is able to figure out and decipher the whole thing in like. <laughs> minutes maybe is a scene but it, it really feels like it ta- it took him seconds to be like yeah uh yeah it was a birdie with a crossbow in in this room and this is the reason why uh you got to lock it on your neck like it was a fucking genius and and i actually liked it because where where typically you're like okay really how would you be able to figure that out it it is really set up that this guy is like a billionaire but okay so the, he mentions, and, and the only reason I'm bringing this up at this point is because he mentions how um, he had people design all of his stuff. Yeah. Which the, means the it wasn't boxes. like he did any of the things that he had. He didn't do the, or create the puzzles he sent out. Um, he didn't write the, the story for this game. And again, this isn't like spoiler. Like This is stuff that he himself says. Yeah. So the fact that a a someone who is considered a well world renowned detective being able to solve something that this guy bought and then set up himself. I actually fully believe that. Yeah, no, exactly. And I felt so uncomfortable the whole scene only because I was like, Oh no, no. Like if I, if I spent all this time setting up this, this like elaborate mystery, and then this person who wasn't even supposed to be there, we didn't even mention that. Uh, Miles oh, yeah. has no idea why Daniel Craig's character, Benoit Blanc, is even there in the first place. Um, he said he did not invite him, but then they kind of have this conversation where he says, well, is it possible one of your guests closed the box and redid all the puzzles and then sent it to me? And he's like, oh, that's probably what happened. Um because they didn't have any rep, rep, replications. He had a person. And he actually had the card that was the invitation that he sent out. Yeah. And that's when it's revealed that the person, or I'm sorry, that's when it's revealed that uh, Miles didn't make the puzzle boxes because he says, oh, I had Richard, whatever, or someone make these boxes and he's the best puzzle maker, but 
I he was down to the wire and he could only make so many of them. So that's like the offhanded way of like him admitting that he didn't even make these puzzles in the first place. Yeah, again, yeah. So another where he just straight up said like, oh, someone else did this. Yeah. I just paid for it. Um so yeah, Daniel Craig isn't even supposed to be there. So this scene of him like breaking down this this weekends long murder mystery that he tried to set up is just a little heartbreaking. I was just kind of like, oh no. I loved it. I thought it was hysterical. It was hilarious, but I'm just like, no, like, oh, that would suck. That would suck. So like, if you're the person who threw that party and this person just destroyed it in two minutes, be like, oh, okay. Well, everyone just have some snacks, I guess. I don't know. Like, (laughs) yep. Like, oh, that, that was nuts. Um, but yeah, so okay, what what uh do you have your next note? I like I like this. Yes. This um framework. okay, so there was el- there was something else that happened. Okay, so my next note was uh, the I had said the dinner note the dinner staff's all gone. Oh, I'm noticing a lot of symbolism. Um again with the Mona Lisa, which mm. gets even more symbolic later on. Oh, but yeah. um again, we already covered it. Like this movie uses symbolism a lot in its storytelling. But I think around this time as well, um, is when Oh no no not yet, not yet. Okay. So uh next note mm-hmm. is Pet and Whiskey are my oh, Peg and Whiskey were my biggest suspects um at this time. Okay. So you were also on the Peg train. Yeah, I thought it was definitely either uh, Pega or Whiskey um, that that would have been responsible. So I believe now. So it's weird because now my note shows. No, okay. I think what happens now is Duke dies, right? Um. Or is that not yet? So, because my next note is twin sister time. So Andy, Andy storms away. Yeah. So Andy and the whole crew got into a fight because she's like, "You won't admit what really happened and just tell me the That's truth." That's right. They, they, the whole. Okay, hold on. Yeah. So the whole group gets into a fight. She storms off, and then shit goes down. Yes. And again, no, no, she doesn't go down yet. Well, not quite. Shit doesn't go down, but like. They're all partying the in the main Just room. Just uh, emotions yeah. flare. People start yelling at each other. Yeah. So, so then um, there's a lot of setup. Again, like there's people bumping into each other, like dropping stuff into each other's drinks. Like there, like if you watch it again, there's a lot of moments where you can be like, "Oh, who did you did you put something in someone's drink? Did you did you bump into someone there and?" Kill oh them? yeah, you one thing I mean? like, that I saw. At this time, I saw what I thought was weird um, was after Miles was making his drink, he goes to sit down, and instead of setting his drink down, he sets it in Duke's hand. Dude, I didn't even see it. I got tricked Did you, by this. I watched that. I, I, I totally saw Audrey that. Audrey saw it, too. I some, The movie tricked me on it. I wasn't even looking at it. I honestly... And it's a it's genius because later in the movie because I said to myself was why did Duke take Miles' drink like I thought Duke took it from him like oh I was like but then I was like wait yeah there's a drink no, in front of him I, 
like later because later in the movie they flash back to that scene and they say no you handed him that drink you know and like you know i won't yeah well, you just I'm, said that he picked it up yeah um, it's but yeah no i i remember seeing that no i that genuinely tricked me because i didn't notice it at all i was kind of just following edward norton's motions and like what he was pointing at and things like that like it it did genuinely get me in that moment um but yeah and and there but there is a moment where um Catherine Hahn's character Claire the uh the uh mayor I believe or running politician governor yeah she's, she's a politician governor her character uh there's a moment where she bumps into duke and like there it's a it's like you can't see on camera when they bump into each other what they're doing but it almost looks like she like bumps into him and puts something in his drink or something. You know what I mean? Like it looks very on purpose, but clearly, obviously, you know, I guess kind of spoilers that was nothing. She didn't do anything, but it's almost like the movie keeps doing these little things to make you go. Could be. What was that? I thought, Oh, was that when Andy took the gun? Yeah. um, Yeah. Those kind of moments Bumped into Duke, but no, that he still had the gun after that situation happened. Mm hmm. Yeah, little moments like but, that uh, are, are very well set up. But yeah, so I guess this is all leading up to Duke eventually getting poisoned and dying. Which I guess oh, he wasn't. No, technically no, no. Poisoned. Okay, something did happen before that, and it's something that we really need to talk about because the movie okay. completely fucked up. I might have forgotten. Like, okay, okay. Before, okay, okay. So we talked about Duke dying. We talked about being given the wrong drink. Clearly. Duke drinks something that had something in it that killed him. Prior to that, he had a conversation with Miles mm-hmm. about Twitch. Okay. And then and then it gets referenced <laughs> that Miles set up Duke at Twitch. And all I could think was, did he go to Twitch's headquarters and have oh. him create an account on okay, one of their computers? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, I didn't know where you. Fuck, I didn't know where you were going. How do you this, fuck? Yeah. You set somebody up at Twitch. You create a profile online. It's free. Yeah, you just sign up and you make a profile. Yeah, I, I didn't know what that fully meant either. That felt like a boomer comment of like, not fully understanding. Like not the understanding. Internet. Like no, you're not like getting like. Like a like a TV series, yeah, like you're, you're getting. You don't set someone up a Twitch, like you just. Yeah, you don't get like a contract with Twitch. Yeah, channels on <laughs> a TV channel. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. That's. I, <laughs> um. Yeah, I. Okay, so but wait. So that was that the scene where he shows him the phone and he goes like Yeah, he showed him the phone and goes like, Oh, with these numbers, I bet it does maybe. There's like and and maybe this is later when um when somebody is talking to him and references it. But it's just I remember the exact wording because I wrote it down that he set him up at Twitch. Oh, okay, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. I think because I think in that scene, he's trying to get him set up on like his TV, his actual TV channel, or like something like that. But oh, I think, no, the, he but I think to be whiskey, on the, the news on the website yeah, the news, of his that's right. like that's right, uh, his like news site, Max News or something. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, 
Fuck. It, it was it was for his his project the alpha it was like alpha Alpha's, news oh alpha's head website yeah there's like yeah there whatever um but yeah i think whiskey was the one who was like yeah he he got him set up at twitch and oh like yeah stuff, whiskey yeah. oh and that's what really bugged me i was like whiskey's the one that said he got him set up at twitch and yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah it's, i know that's really know funny better. it's really fucking funny um Okay, so I think that happened later on, but um, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> oh, but okay, by the okay, way, but so. even then, there's there's still like they set up the like when that moment of like Duke showing him the phone and being like, "Hey, I've got something. These are good numbers, right?" I thought that Duke was showing him the video of him fucking whiskey, and I thought he was blackmailing him. Like you know what I mean? Like they they there was still other implications that they set up that can make you think other things. You know what I mean? And oh, I, I, I don't thought, know if it was okay, on purpose. I thought that was him saying that he had killed her because, okay, there was other notes that I had that I realized that at this point is when, like, the switch happened and the movie mm. told you there's there's actually a twin sister. Because, yeah, after I said Pagan's Whiskey are my biggest suspects, no, wait, my no. next sentence was twin sister No, time. Wait, not yet. Wait, well, yes. Uh, yes. They did reveal that here, but... Before they reveal that, they do have the party scene where Duke goes, "Hey man, oh, that's I've right. got this that, video that's, that's doing numbers." Yeah, where, that's right. And yeah. then he shows him it, and and he goes, "Is this enough to get me on the news?" But they don't say what it is. They just he just yeah. looks at his okay. phone. Okay, I think in that moment, I thought that was legitimate. Okay, yeah. Like for me, me and Audrey, we were just kind of until like, the flip happened. Yeah, yeah, because we knew that Duke hated miles because of the cheating thing so i was like oh maybe he's showing him like video of him fucking his girlfriend and this is supposed to be blackmail and he's like oh yeah this is enough to get you on news Weird you know like blackmail yeah uh, i don't know but i think it's it, again it's clever how they set up misdirections like things that. to look like other things yeah so at this point yeah they do reveal that there's the twin sister motive where the Andy character is not actually Andy. It's Andy's twin sister because Andy was killed uh, weeks prior. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, homie. Uh, I'm sorry. So, so but, but again, again, it, there's an even better context to why she destroyed the puzzle box at the beginning. Because... She wasn't even a person who was someone who would like, know these this. puzzles. Yeah, this is just someone who now, like isn't even connected to it. I had another kind of question. Yes. Well, no, not not yet. Well, we'll we'll get to that one. But um, but yeah. So she it makes more sense that she destroyed the puzzle box because she wasn't solving those puzzles, and she even mentions how she's like, I, I am not like. I'm not my sister. Yeah, I don't have time for these fancy puzzles. Yeah, I like her like southern accent and how it kind of matches his southern drawl. You know, they're just kind of both yep. simple southern people. Not even simple. They're both smart. I don't want to say simple in that sense, but the 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 accent gives off that kind of mo like motive or motif. You know. Um, yep. Um, again, it's something you would easily put your guard down around. Exactly. Um, and they clearly use it to their advantage incredibly well. So uh, yeah, because go ahead, go explain. Oh no! So I was just gonna say. So this is when the movie kind of twists it on its head, where the murder mystery is now become who murdered Andy, because Andy was murdered weeks prior at her home, 
and it was covered up as a suicide. And all of these people on the island are the active uh, threats or the uh, suspects of the murder. So it's interesting. I thought it was such a cool twist where the whole time you're trying to sit there thinking, damn, who would murder Miles? Who's the murderer of Miles? And then the movie goes, no, fuck you. You're actually trying to figure out who murdered Andy. And it's like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> like, it, yep. yeah, it, it was a great subversion of like that expectation. Yeah. Um, okay. So now we're at the point where we know it, Oh, and so, um, the detective gets, uh, Andy's sister, which her name is, oh my gosh, what was Andy's sister's name? Sandy. Tommy? Sandy. No, uh, fucking God damn it. Wasn't Beth. I don't Will it list both of her names? Because it was the same actress who played both of them, right? Technically. Yeah. It doesn't I mean, list, I feel like that would make the most sense. Yeah, it doesn't list both of their names because I think that's a spoiler. So on like IMDb, it doesn't list. Unless it is a different actress. It's not, though. Oh. Um, but yeah, so so her sister who is playing her. Yes. Um she goes along with the detective because Helen and this was I did think was Helen. Genius. Oh, Helen. Yeah. Helen. I did think this was genius. If she showed up on the island, whoever actually killed her would be the most shocked to see her. And I noticed that Miles was the most shocked to see her on the island when she got off the boat. Um, yes. But again, at this time, I also am not sure if it's just because um, he didn't actually expect her to show up. Yeah. But but again, that's the thing, though, because one, everyone, it, it works because everyone already saw her get onto the boat to go there. You know what I mean? So yep. they already know she's there. And then two, he's been inviting her every year for the last however many years and she never showed up. So for him Has to be he? that surprised. Oh yeah. That, that was like the whole idea is that he's been constantly inviting her to these and she's never showed up. So that's why her oh, showing that's up right, this too, time. Cause the lawsuit between them didn't happen except for the past couple months. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's always been trying to keep in contact with her because he, oh, because of his guilt. Because it's also revealed that he stole her idea for this company, this alpha company. Um, yep. That I, and he I, just had the money to steamroll her with lawyers. Essentially. And just, st- which they're very vague about what the company even is. You know, it's it's just kind of like, like a... Like an energy kind of company, energy technologies. Yeah, which they do bring in. Oh, we didn't mention that. They do bring in that whole thing where it's like the, uh, the small, like... It's like, like a, hydrogen. Yeah, fuel. I forget what it's called, but it's like this this compound or this energy that can like be made to power an entire facility with like zero cost. But oh man, it's dangerous and it can explode. And I knew that was coming back. I was just like, oh man, there's no way they're oh, not yeah. gonna bring that up again. Um But yeah, so he's a very sketchy businessman. He's stolen ideas. He stole uh Andy's idea to create this company. And basically annexed her out of it. And uh, so, yeah. Um, oh, and man, before I get to my next note, uh, 
the thing that happens in the movie that lets us like get this behind the scenes that oh it's her twin sister is the fact that Andy gets shot and presumably killed uh, while talking to Daniel Craig when all the lights go off and people are running around because oh. they're trying to figure out who yeah, killed Yeah, that's Duke. a great scene. Yeah. So 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 the the premise right now is that she's dead and to someone yeah, that means even the a second time. Yes. Yeah, so so now this so my now next she's note was I think Miles second. is behind her and her sister's death now. Right. And but then they even yeah, so there's even two layers to it where first there's the assumption that this woman has died twice. That she was killed first, she survived, now she's been killed again. Then you're made you know, you believe that this woman put herself in this situation of, you know, possible danger and then died over it because Daniel Craig's character let her do it. You know, like there's almost this guilt attached to this. Like, why would she let, yep. or why would he let Helen do this and like, you know, possibly get killed and then she gets shot and it's like, Oh fuck. She starts bleeding. Um, but yeah. And then it all leads into kind of a twist on, on all that, which I don't know if you wanted to say, I don't know if you had another note before we uh, my that, next but. note is is going to the the next thing so yeah the what what ends up happening um after they kind of go through the flashback so again they go from she shot and presumably killed they flashback to show how that how he came to meet her he convinced her to go along with him on this mission they explained the boat trip even the whole why was she stirring off the boat for that long um yeah. She was super nervous. She, she was, was trying seasick. to keep her calm. And on top of that, she was seasick. And I was like, oh, I like how the movie is actually going ahead and explaining itself. Um, so <laughs> we get to a point where we're caught back up with the moment where everybody was running around. So you're also getting like the viewpoint of her working with the detective during their time on the island and her listening into conversations that other people are having that adds just kind of more motive to the story. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. She's been sleuthing. She, yeah. Yeah. And then which she gets drunk because she doesn't realize the hard kombucha has alcohol and yeah. it is just a delight. I love that. That was a pretty good anecdote. Yeah. Cause they mentioned she doesn't drink and then she doesn't realize that it has alcohol in it. That hard kombucha <laughs> has alcohol. It's 9%. Damn you, Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, I, I, which is funny because Miles' character does kind of resemble a Jared Leto character, so I thought it was perfect. <laughs> oh, and the the Jerry Renner, like like they got all like the the perfect kind of like characters for this. Yeah, that was it was really good. Um, uh, but yeah, no, she yeah. uh, so. Yeah, she gets to and she kind of has her explosive like that. Oh, we didn't mention during Edward Norton's scene where he kind of has his disruptors like uh, monologue about like why they're disruptors and why they're here to change the world. Like uh, Andy's character, which we which we now know is Helen, um, interrupts him and he's just kind of like she's just kind of like, really, you think that's what you did? Like you're full of shit, like all this stuff and then storms off. 
Um, and at the time you think it's just like maybe a drunk Andy. Like you don't really know what's happening. Like you're just like, Oh, she's just got out her aggression. But then with I more context, later, I just thought she was mad. And then she started stumbling off, like oh, actually stumbling. Well, the only I thought reason, she was sick. the only reason I thought she was drunk was because they had mentioned the kombucha and then I think Claire's character. Yeah. Catherine Hahn, Claire's character goes like, uh, she's not acting like herself and they show a shot of yep. Andy walking away and she's like stumbling. stumbling and I was like oh she's drunk like she should first. which was a scene that happened before we knew but that that was a sister exactly. which is why we were more confused and originally that's, and that's why it works because when she says oh she's not acting like herself and then you see her drunk you're like oh yeah she wouldn't be acting like herself because she's drunk like you you, I, dude it's like I, there is a and per- not her but she's actually not her. That's the thing is like, but the movie makes you think like, Oh, she's just drunk. That makes sense. But when you find out later, Oh, it's actually not even her. It makes more sense. Like, yeah, it's the, the, the layers of the onion. <laughs> yep. So, so now we're back at the dinner and, and this is when my next line is okay. Dinner is now explaining a whole lot. And then I actually typed LOL. Mm. <laughs> Which uh, led to the the Dukes uh, getting set up at Twitch line, which again, yeah, that was um, that was. So this is after Duke has died, right? Correct, and after Helen has died, or Andy, yeah, quote unquote. This, this is when I think people are like being a little bit more honest in the moment. Yes, um, and then I have a okay. I have a note, and maybe you can help refresh where it comes from. My note is: Where was Miles' lawyer? And I don't remember where what reference this was for. Uh, like, did something happen that he should have had his lawyer in the scene for? I mean, or was there a scene where he? Oh, that's right. In the courtroom, he didn't have a lawyer with him. <laughs> he was sitting alone at the table. Well, all the uh, the witnesses were on stand. I think the implication is that he's he doesn't even he'll represent himself. He doesn't even need a lawyer. But they also explain that he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. An idiot would decide to represent himself, but not get away with ah. All right, no, I I do get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. It, I'm not saying that he would win. He should technically win that. But yeah, that's the implication is that like, yeah, like an idiot would just be like, no, I'll represent myself. You know, <laughs> it's like, what? Okay, but they okay. mentioned his team of law, whatever. Anyways, uh, it, it doesn't that's matter. That's fair. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't really, know. I can't defend that. I don't really. Know. Oh, okay. So it was around this time that we also learned then that the reason that Daniel Craig got the box was from her. But my question yes. was this. He killed her. So he knew she wasn't coming. How did she get a box? Did somebody send her a box? Um, huh. You know, I might be misremembering something. Hey guys, Scorch here. So we had a little technical issue near the tail end of the episode here and lost a lot of the audio. Uh, Not too much, but a good maybe 10, 15 minutes of conversation. We wrapped up the movie and gave our final thoughts. We both very much enjoyed it. Um, 
I believe we both gave it an 8 out of 10. And upon reflection, that might be a little high, but that's fine. You know what? It's too late now. Um, <laughs> Mitchell suggested for next week that we watch the menu. We will be watching the menu and talking about it when we come back. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Neon Valley Podcast. Make sure to follow our subreddit at r slash Neon Valley Pod. Follow us on Spotify, anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Love y'all. Bye-bye.